Hello to all the aspiring and current Toastmasters. Welcome to yet another episode of the Curious Toastcast. In this podcast, we meet some of the eminent and experienced Toastmasters to talk about their journey of becoming great leaders and speakers. So keep listening to the Curious Toastcast. Hi Alicia, we're happy to have you uh, today as a guest. Let me start with a very basic question of how you are, how you have been, how was your weekend looking like? Thank you so much, Abhishek. So let me say namaskara, namaste, hegadira, danyavada. Thank you for having me today on your wonderful podcast. My week has been extremely busy as the District 100 Public Relations Manager. Things are happening at the moment. We have open house meetings coming up, training for TLI, happening in November through to February. So I'm planning my public relations campaign and communications at the moment, as well as organizing open house meetings in my districts in 49 and 100, as well as other activities inside and outside of Toastmasters. That's that's great to hear, uh, Alicia. And uh, thanks so much for taking out the time. Now, coming on to the question, which we are all very curious about. What is uh, public speaking to you and how do you uh, communicate effectively to the audience? What is your uh, mantra behind that? That's a really good question because public speaking is not just about being out in the open and speaking to the public. It's actually about communication. So that's why I think a lot of people forget with Toastmasters, we're not just all about public speaking, standing on a stage, trying to win the world championship of public speaking. We're here to communicate, to learn active listening skills as well as leadership skills. A lot of people don't realize leadership is actually communication and being able to communicate effectively will get your message across. So I prefer to say that we're a communication organization rather than a public speaking organization and learning how to actually get your message across and being able to write a speech, basically an opening, a body and a conclusion with the three sub points in the middle, a basic structure of a speech, as well as being able to communicate our message and being able to provide feedback and communicate that feedback effectively. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, that's very well answered. And I'd like to ask that, can you walk us through your journey through Toastmasters? What were your aims and goals when you joined Toastmasters and were you able to achieve them? Well, I joined Toastmasters in 2010. So I started in November of 2010. So this this upcoming month in November, on the 1st of November, will be 11 years that I celebrate as a member of Toastmasters International. I actually joined Toastmasters because I simply had a fear of speaking on a mobile or a cellular phone. So my mum passed away in 2009. And what happened was I became a hermit. And by becoming a hermit, I went upstairs into my room. I could not even communicate with everyone until one day, one of my colleagues who was my manager said to me, Alicia, if you don't get on the phone in the next week or so, you're out the door, you won't have a job. That made me realize that I needed to do something about it. Funnily enough, and by coincidence, the next day on the front page of the newspaper, the local newspaper, was a gentleman who had won the district final for the international speech contest. And his fear was also on speaking on mobile phones. So I put two and two together, speaking and fear of mobile phones, and also being able to communicate, put together 
and I went to my first Toastmasters club in October of 2010 and I became a member officially on the 1st of November 2010 and that was at Menai District Toastmasters Club and it has gone from there. So it has been a wonderful journey over the last 11 years. I've achieved a lot in the last 11 years and I think it will continue to grow even further. That's, that's really nice to hear that the longer journey we have with Toastmasters. So I have a two-part question is uh, how do you compare uh, Toastmasters now uh, from the 10 years back uh, Toastmasters and has it grown for the better? And the second question is about uh, the global perspective you have from the visiting so many different Toastmaster clubs. So I want to get your perspective of how different regions have their own nuanced clubs and what makes them very special? You know, that has, is a very interesting question. I've seen a lot of changes over the last decade. A lot of people don't realise I actually started Toastmasters when I was about 27, 28. So having seen that last decade of change now that I am 38 years of age, so I've seen it since I was 27, there has been a lot of changes. For example, the branding, the brand that you see that we're talking within this lovely group at the moment, it was an old golden gavel with a world frame. I think some of you might have seen that. That's what we had. We also had metal badges. Now they're plastic badges. So you wouldn't have seen these type of badges. You would have seen an old metal badge with little gavels attached to it. In my time, I also saw a different educational system called the traditional educational system called Competent Communicator, Advanced Communicator, Advanced Leader Series. That's now been replaced by Pathways, which has been around for the last four to five years. And can I say Pathways is far superior as a product than the old manual because it was literally, you were given 15 manuals and you had to somehow put a speech into those manuals. Now there's a lot more flexibility with the program and it's also geared towards a younger and a more strategic crowd. So from a corporate point of view and also from a younger person's point of view, it's actually far more flexible than the old manuals would have been there for you. And what was the second question? Yeah, Alicia. So it was more on the global perspective. I understood from uh, online search that you have uh, been across almost all of the clubs across the world. So I want to get a perspective of how clubs are, like say in the North America, compared them to Asia, compared them to uh, uh, Pacific, and how how people, uh, clubs are in Australia. So just just wanted to get a overall like view from your side. Absolutely. So I've been traveling the world online so i have to say covid19 was actually a blessing for all of us if you didn't have the experience beforehand most of us were stuck in the in-person toastmasters clubs so we wouldn't have been able to interact and do what we're doing today it would have been there but it wouldn't have had the outreach that we simply had today because of what happened 18 24 months ago we've had this opportunity to be able to virtually tour all around the world whether it be on zoom webex msm teams however whichever format even go to meetings so it's opened up a lot of opportunities. Members are now meeting at other clubs, are going to become members of other clubs. I know I am no longer in an Australian district. I'm now only in American Toastmasters because the opportunities were so great out there. So differences are there are different roles, the meeting formats are a lot different. There are different ways that they evaluate uh, the speeches, higher quality speeches sometimes overseas, different um, 
table topics questions that you get it's amazing remember this organization has about 300,000 members globally it's in 143 countries worldwide and there's also 16,000 plus clubs so I have only met or been to about five six hundred clubs and that's only scraping the the bottom of the barrel literally so I've been to about 52 countries globally online and I've been able to see some really interesting perspectives for me the number one club uh, country and the number one club that i go to is actually in india it's called we speak in district 121 that's really nice to hear that the best club you have been into is in india so i just wanted to understand what makes uh, the club stand out and uh, what are they doing extra which other clubs aren't yeah absolutely so we speak toastmasters has a wonderful vibrant group of people. I think they get about 30, 20 to 30 people each week. They have a wonderful program. They break it up as well. So they will have two to three speeches and you, and everyone sort of connects with each other. Everyone talks to each other. You kept in the loop as well. So I'm only a guest that goes there probably twice a month, but they always keep me up to date with everything. They are very good with their educational program. So they really encourage, they really make a notice of when a member achieves an educational award and this is what the top clubs do they don't just recognize them and say in an email they'll actually put their pictures they'll make notification to the district as well they will make notice on their website they'll do it on facebook they'll do it on instagram and other social media platforms they may even put it out to the local news the printed news etc these are the top clubs that you want to be a part of this is what you want to get in for regards to public relations having been a public relations manager at the moment you want to make focus and recognition of your members because if you don't do that you're failing your members exactly exactly Alicia. it's really nice to hear that uh, people are actually putting effort to highlight the achievements of their members and i think gtmc will also be focusing more on that from now uh, I, I also wanted to understand one uh, specific thing. Uh, it's a, it might be a little personal, but uh, who is your favorite public speaker and what makes him very special? There are so many great public speakers in Toastmasters and also outside of Toastmasters. Since this is a Toastmasters focus one, I want to talk about one of the world champions of public speaking and his name is Willie Jones. I don't know if you've heard of him. Have you guys heard of him? So he won the world championship of public speaking in 1997. He's in my district in 49, District 49, Hawaii, USA. Now, I didn't really know him until I started going to Toastmasters in Hawaii last year. And can I say, whenever I have asked a question, this person, this lovely man, always provides an answer. In fact, this week, I've been able to evaluate him at a, at a club, at his home club, Ala Moana, and today he evaluated my speech. So it's always amazing to be able to be given this opportunity to evaluate one of the world's best speakers and then he reverses it. So he likes the way that I evaluate his speeches and how I evaluate and I love the way that he delivers his speeches. So for me, he's always encouraging and the feedback he gave me today was absolutely incredible of how I can improve because I'm not really a great public speaker. I'm more of a speech evaluator and also a general evaluator. They're my two things that I love to do. What I love about him was when he did his World Championship of Public Speaking winning speech in 1997, he came out and did something different. And that's what he always says. Do something different, set yourself high and put yourself 
above the rest of the pack so that you can achieve. So that is why I like him. And he also gives a lot of his time and a lot of effort in the way that he delivers. So being different is something that I would recommend for everyone. Do something different and stand out. Got it. Got it, Alicia. So the unique thing which you do will always make you stand out. So that is one thing which we have a takeaway from. I also wanted to understand one, like what would you uh, like do uh, if you were to restart your journey today? Uh, would you uh, like, would you do anything differently? Obviously now, you know, uh, like being in the system for 10 years, uh, what, what differently would you do or would you still uh, go at the same route? You know what? It's been 11 years since I've been at Toastmaster. I've been an area director five times, a division director two times. I've been an admin manager, a public relations manager. I would probably have done the trio. So the district program quality director, the club growth director, and also the district director straight after maybe my, after a year's break between the first time I did division director, have a break and then go into it so that I don't go year, 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 and having this whole like seven years straight of being a district officer. However, I don't regret it because from each opportunity, I've been given a new chance and a different door opens each time. For example, last year, I was going to run for club growth director, but that door closed. Another opportunity came, I became the public relations manager. And I have had so many opportunities as a result of that. So I don't see them as regrets, I actually see them as opportunities, growth opportunities, each door opens, another one closes, and as you go through each door, grow, develop, and transform. That's what Toastmasters is all about. It's not about just what you apply here in Toastmasters, but what you gain out of Toastmasters and you provide into your professional life. So that's what we need to think outside of the Toastmasters circle. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Alicia, for sharing that. And as you mentioned that it's going to be your 11th year this November. So I would like to ask that as your daily experience, what advice you would give to the new members like us who have just joined recently, how to grow as a public speaker and as well as a leader in Toastmasters? Absolutely. Thank you for that. It's a great, it's a great opportunity. If someone comes and taps you on the shoulder and I'm sure over the next six to 12 months, someone will tap I've either one of you, two of you or three of you to be an area director. You know that will happen because that's the next step outside of the club, club land. So the four doors and the four walls of the club, you go to the area, then you go to the division, then you go to either the one of the top six. So you could be the finance, the public relations or the admin manager. And then above that, you become one of the directors. So all the way from club growth, program quality and district director. I believe when you, when you get the opportunity to be an area director, definitely take it is your time to serve because you get so many opportunities. You don't just sit there in the club. You also get to go and meet other clubs in your area that you're serving for because you are the conduit or the link between district and member. And there is nothing better than seeing someone new develop and grow. So my words of feedback in regards to leadership is always take that chance and always say yes, because even if you don't know what you're doing, you'll learn in the process. And I didn't know what I was doing when I first started as a club officer. And then I ended up doing all seven of the club officer roles, which I really enjoyed. And then I ended up being an area director after only having been a VPE, so vice president of education for six months. 
And area governor at the time, now it's area director, it was the best year ever because it was just so much fun. It was just so enjoyable. I also recommend if you're new to Toastmasters to try and get yourself a suitable mentor, watch, look around the club, Toastmasters club, or around your area, your division or your district, see someone that you feel inspired by, whether it be a leadership you know, form of mentor or a speaking mentor, because they are two different things. You can have one mentor, but you might not learn everything. So you can have a couple if that suits you. So you have a leadership and a, and a speaking mentor. See who you feel you're passionate about. And another one is, go in the contest and learn, develop and grow because the contests are a great opportunity, especially for the international speech contest, because you just don't know where it's going to take you. Thanks for sharing, Alicia. We have a local uh, contest coming up, so we probably will start from that and climb the ladder. So definitely we'll do that. I wanted to uh, ask about uh, how, how do you think that the members uh, can further grow as like uh, you mentioned sp uh, speech contests are uh, one way to do uh, i also want to understand more on the table topic side like uh, i personally uh, thinking on the feet is one thing which i honestly am not too good at so what is your advice for members to uh, think on their feet and how can they how can they develop their uh, ability to do that Obviously, practice is one, but anything else from that? Oh, absolutely. If you're married, get your partner to throw you a question. There's nothing better than your partner to throw you a question. Remember, table topics is like having a conversation. At the moment, I'm doing table topics on steroids. As you guys ask me all these questions that I have to go bang, 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 bang with an answer for. So what I would suggest if you know a colleague that you're comfortable with talking to, get them to ask you a question. Another thing with table topics is I keep a diary and I write down five to 10 points a day of something that's happened in my life that day. So for example, today I went to two Toastmasters meetings before this. Yes, that's how crazy my life is. I caught up with the district director before this. So I write these events down. I went out and got lunch locally and I had Subway for lunch. I know it sounds boring and it sounds weird, but you can actually establish a whole story around the events that have happened in your day. I could say the cat decided to cuddle into me or something. And then you could establish a whole one to two minute table topics response around what is in your diary. Just remember what happened during your day. That's a basic tip I say to everyone. If you're new to Toastmasters, write down stuff that has happened today. If something significant, it might be insignificant. I went out and had a picnic locally or I went out and to the movies with friends. Just something small because people relate to personal stories. Got it, got it, Alicia. Yes, Alicia, I had one question is, uh, how do you manage time with obviously with your work as well as with the load of Toastmasters? Because that is one thing which I am currently struggling with. My workload has taken up a notch and I am unable to find time even two hours on a Sunday morning to do this. So how do you do that? And like, is it just prioritization or do you have to move your things around to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So as you can imagine, I'm a very busy person. It took us almost two months to get to this stage today to get here. It's all about how you use your calendar and how you organize your life and all that. So for me, I knew September was completely out because District 100 just had a new district director replaced. So 
my whole September was taken up with that and also our virtual council meeting. I also know I have a job Monday to Friday, nine to five. In that nine to five, only one hour is my lunch hour and that is the only time I'm allowed and I personally allow myself to spend if I need to on Toastmasters. Otherwise, after five and before nine o'clock in the morning, it, I can do my Toastmasters and I only allow myself one to two hours a day, if that, on Toastmasters activities outside of work, you know, outside of my work, because I try to have balance as well. And a lot of people think, oh my gosh, I always see you on Toastmasters, Dawn, on Facebook, you're always on Toastmasters. Yes, but I have balanced it and I have um, diarized my whole week around what exactly what meetings I will be going to. So Monday nights, I know what club. Tuesday nights, I know what club. And I have a whole diary set up so that I know where I'll be going. And I make sure I have at least two nights or three nights a week where I don't do Toastmasters, as crazy as that sounds. But I try to make a minimum of two, one to two nights. Now it's going down to about one because we're just so busy with a lot of PR happening in District 100. So I try to make sure one night where I turn my phone off and I just sit in front of the TV, Netflix, and I watch the Squid Game. <laughs> Yeah, isn't this the isn't that the best series ever? Like it is so engaging. Oh, yeah, I-, <laughs> I watched it last night, Abhishek. I watched it last night, Rohit and Risha. And I have to say, um, it's the most ridiculous show I have ever watched. But I couldn't stop watching it, and I'm going to rewatch it again tonight because I actually speak Korean, so I was watching it without the subtitles. Yeah. I was like. Oh, this is ridiculously addictive. Green light, red light, and the Squid Game itself, which I played when I was in Korea. I was like, oh my gosh, it was actually quite enjoyable. And I can't believe I actually sat for almost nine hours in front of Netflix watching a show that is so ridiculous. That was actually the most interesting show I've seen in some time. Yep, yep. Yeah. The Koreans are really making great films and TV series these days. So, yeah, they are. Uh, so before we wrap this up, Alicia, do you have any questions for us? Like, do you want to get any perspective from the very fresh members and any thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. For me, it's, it's so refreshing to see members coming through on the virtual platform because none of you would have been here during the phase and the stage of in-person. So you have come in on a different perspective from me. So I have been, so I love you and the people who are listening will know if you are a former member from two years ago, let's say two years ago, because that's the realistic situation. Usually we lose members, um, 40% of our members every six to 12 months. That's the cycle of a Toastmasters member. So before two years, I'm going to focus on the new members from 2020. So pretty much from the end of 2019, 2020. Why did you come to Toastmasters? What was the draw card? So I'll start with Abhishek. Yes, definitely. So I was never comfortable speaking up uh, in a room filled with even my family members. And that happened because some instance in my past, which I fumbled and went blank completely in front of a large audience. So that uh, one event uh, transformed, like I, it made me so introverted, not just in a set rooms as public speaking setup, but more on the uh, like overall sharing my thoughts and communicating the right message. So that is one thing which I wanted to overcome. And in the past five months, I have definitely 
elevated that uh, uh, skill and now i see myself as a comfortable uh, like in in uh, even on earlier even on zoom meetings i was not able to communicate because that aspect of being in a room with more people was a little bit frightening so now because of toastmasters i have uh, overcome it slightly but obviously there's a long way to go before i become a very confident public speaker but i'm on that journey fantastic rishab why did you join covid-19 so i recently completed my engineering this year and i got a job and i used to think that i am an okay speaker when it comes to one to one but i hadn't take any public speaking roles in my college or in my school so i was always afraid of public speaking so when i got into the job in the first week only they do stand ups where we have to present what we have done in front of all the managers and all the our colleagues so i used to get really nervous so my brother is in toastmaster he advised me to join toastmasters so i think in the duration of one month only i was really comfortable and i was also motivated i started to take up roles as who is going to be a team lead or something who wants to step up so it really helped me and i'm looking forward to more learn that's great and rohit why did you join toastmasters in an online so i can very well relate with avishek before joining toastmasters i couldn't even speak to my my relatives came in and i went scared to talk in front of unknown people but after joining this toastmaster i'm very comfortable with speaking and living uh, i speak in front of uh, 32 people people uh, who i don't met with so this is the change i have seen i'm still uh, trying to get out of uh, the fear of public speaking that is so awesome for me that is awesome to hear that and it's also great to see that people are joining in the middle of the pandemic and online that for me is a huge thing because a lot of people panicked about the online meetings oh we're not going to be able to survive but in in fact it actually teaches you for me it actually teaches you how to deal with an online situation because this is the way of the future and this is the way that training is now done globally in fact in my industry that I work with because I'm an insurance broker all my trainings are now done virtually none of it's done in person because not only of the covid it's cheaper to hold an event like this online where you can have a virtual seat for what maybe $100 for the weekend rather than spending thousands of dollars in person and not knowing if there's going to be problems with the venue and also the cost of food drinks it doesn't cost anything like it would be in person so I'll hand back to you Abhishek exactly alicia so i think it has opened up a new avenue and uh, this meeting is now not going anywhere this this avenue of online meetings so uh, even this is now public speaking so we can't uh, run away from the fact that this is not public speaking we can't see the faces but it's not the case <laughs> it is the future there'll be hybrid situations but this is not going anywhere so yeah that's very well summed up so this has been really wonderful lisha you have given us a lot of takeaways from this and uh, so we'll be processing this and we'll be releasing it in the next week or so and uh, we'll share the link with you so before we wrap uh, anything else from anybody so, so thank you so much alicia we won't take much of your time it has been really wonderful uh, and hopefully we can connect back uh, for any future episodes if we have the time if you have the time yeah absolutely would love to i think it's been an absolute pleasure to sit here and on this lovely sunday night and it's pouring with rain here in sydney to be able to communicate with newer members who have only been in toastmasters for less than 6 months i can't believe that i'm still 
still getting my head around the fact that you've only been in Toastmasters for six months and to be able to sit here confidently, who would have thought, you know, six to 12, well, more than 12 months ago that you would be sitting here talking to someone from Sydney, Australia, who is a district officer in the USA for on the West Coast in California. Who would have thought that? Not me. <laughs> hey, Toastmaster gives you a lot of opportunities and thanks to online that it is it has been possible. Yeah, absolutely. So this is one of the blessings and a lot of people keep on saying, oh, in person, in person. A lot of people don't realize that there is actually uh, a little bit of a, you know, the golden, I guess the golden, you've got the rainbow, but you've also got the golden, you know, the golden nuggets at the end of that rainbow. A lot of people don't realize this has opened up opportunities that wouldn't have been able to be possible before. Now we can get members serving in, multi, in districts all around the world. Now we can get people going from country to country to country and giving their, their experience, giving their knowledge, giving their feedback and being able to provide something from a different perspective going to training so for example you're going to club officer training you could be sitting in india but you could be in a club officer training say in the usa in new york any time of the day you could be in club officer training in australia in sydney australia you could be in club officer training in nigeria this is the reality of this situation and you still get trained and you're still getting that and you get a different perspective and a lot of people are not realizing that and by doing that it's the world is your oyster and i think a lot of people need to open up and to see that because these opportunities would never have come if covid hadn't have happened so as much as i hate what happened with covid and as much as i hate what's saying here in australia and what's happened in india over the last 12 months it is the silver lining at the end of the you know the big dirty naughty cloud <laughs> exactly exactly it has interconnected the world at a pace which was unimaginable before so thanks <laughs> thanks to this but uh, we have this now <laughs> yep okay uh, thanks alicia for your time and we'll connect back uh, soon uh, once we have the podcast link ready all right excellent thank you guys and have a lovely afternoon and i'll have a good evening see you later thank you thank, thank you, so you thank you alicia thank Bye. you I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Keep learning, keep growing and till next time, keep listening to the Curious Toastcast.